Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Tuesday morning. You heard that on the Team 980. And I want to give credit to one member of our team, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Actually, it's not you. (laughs) Normally, Key gets the pat on the back. But J. Will this morning, not only does he get the pat on the back, he gets the victory lap. Because what did he tell us yesterday? Watch out for the Washington football team to spring the upset. They do it. The floor is yours. Great call, man. Great call. I'm going to hate for a minute, though. You you had you, you had your moment it. yesterday with Kyler Murray. Look, you, you got me to call him little on cute. <laughs> you didn't call the game. You just said, "Watch out." See that? No, I, no, no I, I know I'm messing <laughs> with you. I, I just Pittsburgh hasn't been Pittsburgh. Not having James Conner really hurts him, right? And if you look at your force, Big Ben at this stage of his career, the last two games he's thrown over 50 passes. Hasn't done that throughout the regular season. The entire regular season, they're playing a different style than who they really are. And I tell you, I got nine, nine, nine problems, and Chase Young is all, all of them. I mean, he is a beast. Their defense is a beast. And I, I got to tell you, watching the game last night, I, I always thought, okay, all right, the, the Steelers are the least scary 11-0 team there is because they played so many games close. They're winning games. I still think Pittsburgh will be just fine. Getting Bud Dupree, he's out for the ACL. That's going to hurt them long term. I still think they will be there at the end of the day. But this Washington football team, Key, is a team with Alex Smith. He's already got playback, uh, comeback player of the year stepping his foot on the field. For him to get through what he's gotten through this year, to play the way he played last night, for their defense to answer the bell the way they did last night, this is a team that will contend for the NFC, e- NFC East along with the with New York Giants. They, they will contend for the NFC East, which is interesting, right, considering that the beginning of the season there was so much conversation around Dwayne Haskins being the quarterback of the team and Ron Revere – Switching from him and going to Kyle Allen and then switching from Kyle Allen after he got hurt, passing over Dwayne Haskins, going for a guy that hadn't played football in two and a half years in Alex Smith. Um, One of the things that I would say, you know, Washington, this is the first game for a Washington football team, and I want to say the other name so bad because it just rolls off my tongue after so many years, that the Washington football team has – this is the first win against a team with a winning record this season. So it goes to show you – where they've been, where they've come from, and how well they're playing. This is a defensive-oriented team led by Jack Del Rio, former head coach of the Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who's the defensive coordinator here. But they also was not afraid of going into Heinz Field and playing. Number of balls were dropped by the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers last night. I mentioned that many times, that they've got to catch the football. They mm. cannot afford to have those type of mistakes. And anytime you look at it, there's a lot of pressure mounting on a team that goes 11-0. Because every time you go 11 and 0, you go 12 and 0, you go 13 and 0. That 16 and 0 is within sight, and not that the Pittsburgh Steelers were thinking about that, but it certainly was around in the air. There were conversations that was being had, whether it was in the Pittsburgh media or the national media. Uh, Big Ben, for the for the most part, played as well as he could play. He needed help from the other side of the ball. I think losing key members on the defense for them certainly hurt them. You know, and and it's, it's a good thing, though, that they've lost. It's a good thing because now you can go on. Teams that have started 11-0, don't steal my note. Go for it. Teams that have started 11-0 have gone on. Eight of them have gone on to appear into the Super Bowl. Only three have won, mm-hmm. but eight have gone on to appear. And so it's okay to start 11-0. It's not a poo-poo thing. I hate saying that 
losing a game is a good thing for a team. I think it helps Mike Tomlin get their attention. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to become distracted and lose your sense of urgency each single week. You know, just like an NBA, every single game, when you're winning game constantly, even when you're winning games ugly or barely winning games, you're still winning games. People are still praising you. Even though they felt underrated, mm -hmm. even though they felt underappreciated, I now think this loss before they go into next week, which is going to be a big-time game, I think they play against the Bills, correct? Sunday night. Sunday night. Now Mike Tomlin has their attention because he's been preaching this the last couple of weeks, by the way. Last couple of things to say. I will give you one stat to match your stat, which is this is important to note that as of this morning, as of this very second, the Pittsburgh Steelers still do have the number one overall seed in the AFC. They do have the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs with regards to the loss column as they dropped their first yesterday. And obviously the Chiefs have that loss to the Raiders. But for the moment, by virtue of a better conference record, by better of a conference record, uh, the Steelers do have the one seed. The Steelers' one loss coming in the NFC to the Washington football team. Kansas City's one loss coming in conference to the Raiders. So at the moment for mm. the tiebreaker scenario, at this very second, Pittsburgh still does retain the number one seed. They've overcome a ton of adversity. Tennessee, game delayed by three weeks, eventually playing it, overcoming that adversity. The whole Baltimore situation from Thanksgiving night, delayed to Sunday to Tuesday to Wednesday, overcoming that adversity. Mike Tomlin and company have routinely overcome adversity, except for last night. Different points along the journey, you get a chance to learn about yourself, who you are, what you're made of individually and collectively, and it takes the journey to reveal that. And so, you know, um, we're faced with a loss now, so we'll get an opportunity to smile in the face of it. So we'll see what happens with the Steelers going the rest of the way. Obviously, the Bills also played on a short week. We'll talk about them a little bit later this morning. So Pittsburgh and Buffalo, who both played last night, both on the short week. They'll play on Sunday night football. And we'll see what happens the rest of the way. It just got a lot more interesting, didn't it? It, it did. And, and, and back to Jay's point about losing. Losing in this situation is a good thing because you don't have the stress and the pressure of that 16-0 facing you. If you go 12-0 and – now, all of a sudden, that noise gets louder. Every week that you win, as you get closer to 16-0, and 0, that noise just gets louder and louder. And that pressure to go 16-0 and 0 is there. Even though you say to yourself in your ball club, that's not important to us, the only thing that's important is hosting or, or raising the Lombardi trophy at the end of the day. And, you know, getting it out of the way, I think, is just a, it's just a good thing. Because if you go 16-0 and, and you don't win – you and the New England Patriots, it's like, well, we went 16-0, but guess what? We didn't win. No, I hear you. If you just look at the, the Ravens game and how they played and then obviously losing Bud Dupree and how they played last night against the Washington football team and then what they have to play in the short week on Sunday against the Bills, the Bills are an explosive team. And I know we'll get into that later in the show. But that, that's a hell of a schedule to go through, man. That could be back-to-back -back losses for the Steelers. It's interesting, though, that the Steelers would lose this football game knowing the fact that, you know, they've – this is obviously the when they're up 14-0, they usually close those games out. 78-1-1, um, one one, I think, yeah. was their record in that stadium, went up by 14 yeah, points. Yeah, they usually close it's those crazy. games out. They usually – but let's praise the Washington football team for a minute here, though. To be able to go to Alex Smith, everything that he's endured in the last couple of years, and to be able to have his team in contention to win the division, imagine if they had started him in the beginning of the season, what that would bring. And it's so, it's so interesting when you – and I was doing this last night. I took a step back from the Dwayne Haskins 
situation because I don't think Kyle Allen's good at all. I, I, it just there's no difference between Kyle Allen and the young Dwayne Haskins, in my opinion. Dwayne may be better than me, uh, but when you start with a veteran like Alex Smith, I was just watching him in the pocket delivering the football, just doing some things that a veteran quarterback with some skills is capable of doing, and it looks so much better and clean and precise, right? Opposed to some herky-jerk quarterback that's sitting back there trying to figure out who to throw the ball to. It was like Alex Smith knew his reads, he knew where to go, and it just seemed like a real football team with him at quarterback. I'll just say this. He missed two seasons, 17 surgeries, had a life-threatening infection, almost had his leg amputated. He's comeback player of the year, man. That, that's It's hands down. That's over. No doubt about it, and you could make an argument, although a weak one, that the runner-up could have been the other quarterback on the field ben, last night, yes. right? Going 1-2 into Key's point. If Kyle Allen didn't play for Ron Rivera in Carolina, there's probably no way Kyle Allen's even on the Washington football team roster. There's comfort and familiarity when you're a first-year head coach like Ron Rivera and Kyle Allen did start hot for him and the Panthers, but at this particular point, you're right. They're going to ride this thing with Alex Smith, and it might be the best thing for Dwayne Haskins, the ultimate preparer, Alex Smith, for a young kid like Haskins. Haskins to watch him and grow and learn could be a good long-term play for Washington. Be a part of the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed this morning. We're asking you, who's the NFL MVP right now? Before you say this is easy, you got to take a look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official college football's back. So is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. On the way, the Bills took one more step to trying to clinch the AFC East, but that's not the team everybody in the division is talking about. That's on the way after Key has this from Indeed. Can't believe we have a nation. KJZ, way to go. (laughs) If you need to hire, you need Indeed. When you upgrade your job post, Indeed immediately delivers candidates from our resume database who fit your job criteria. Let Indeed sift through resumes so you can focus on selecting your top candidates. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Receive a $75 sponsored job credit when you post a job at Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Never mind throwing it like Brady. How about uh, reworking those lyrics to throwing it like Allen? So it's Buffalo over San Francisco 
in Arizona. That's about as 2020 as it gets on Monday Night Football. That was Steve Levy and the gang. Is this song for J- James Harden? Sorry. Go. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> 645, some James Harden conversation on the way. We'll get Jay Will's thoughts on the uh, the missing James Harden <laughs> coming up at 645. At 615, nothing missing from the Bills last night. They were absolutely terrific. We're going to talk about the Pats who are turning some heads, at least trying to make the playoffs. We grab that final wild card spot in just a moment. They're 6-6, six and six, two back of the 6-7 and seven seed at this particular point. Uh, in the first segment, we clearly got your thoughts, Key, on that the – Steelers are good, probably not good enough to beat the Chiefs. The Bills are good. Are the Bills good enough in a one-game scenario? You guys always say it, one game, right? Anything can happen in one game to beat the Chiefs when it matters most. I don't know that they are. I know that they they look impressive last night. I know that Alex, and Alex Smith, Josh Allen was was 30, you know, 32 of 40, 300 and some odd yards, 70-something yards, four touchdowns. Looked great. But I just... The Chiefs are just different. And maybe the Chiefs are different to me because I see them on highlights all the time. I watch them. It seems like they're on national television, big primetime games all the time. The coach is there. He's a a, a figurehead in National Football League. Maybe it's just that. They got the splash quarterback with the splash receivers, Honey Badger at safety. Maybe it's all of that little sizzle that makes me – look at them different than I do the rest of the teams in AFC. With that being said, the Buffalo Bills going into that game last night felt like to me that the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins had tightened things up. There was a lot of pressure mounting for them to win the game against the Niners. If they lose that game against the Niners, it would have gotten even tighter. Now they win that game, the Val releases some of that pressure. Now they get a little more room, kind of, three games up to win a division. So it's a it, it's a weird situation when they have about a 90% chance to win the division over the other teams that's fighting the Dolphins and the Pats. Uh, Josh Allen playing out of his mind. He had about a three-game stretch this season that made you think about, okay, well, what type of quarterback is this dude for real? But over the last several games, he's shown us that he could be mentioned in there with some of these young quarterbacks that's that got drafted by him I mean with him or some of the younger guys that's having phenomenal careers he's still not in that Aaron Rodgers uh, uh Patrick Mahomes category to me some would say I don't know what I'm talking about but he's not there yet he's certainly headed in that direction leading the charge and I'll go back to this the smartest thing that they could have ever done in Brandon being a general manager is go out there and trade for Stephon Diggs. It's the smartest thing they could have ever done because you see it too many times in this league where they got young quarterbacks with a lot of talent with nothing around them and the talent goes wasted. We could look at it right down the street with the green team that we'll be talking about at some point later. In the division. In the, the division called the gang green, but not so much. The bad side of the gang green, not the good side. Um, and so when you look at it, Jay Will, that's the one thing to me that stands out with this organization is that they went out there and acquired some pieces to put around him from an offensive standpoint that has him playing, you know, you could say at an MVP caliber level, but he's not going to be in that conversation, but he is certainly playing that way. I got the Bills being better than the Steelers. I think the Bills will be the the best competition that there will be for Kansas City. And I know Kansas City key is going to be the favorite because they are explosive, I do feel like every time I turn on SportsCenter, I'm seeing a, 
um, a Steph Curry like highlight reel when I watch Patrick Mahomes and the way they play because of how they play. Even the Tyree Kill catch we saw this past weekend, him not knowing they catch it. This, they're they're polarizing of a team to watch. But actually, when you dig deep, a lot of their wins. I mean, they played to the level of their competition as well. I mean, three-point win against the Chargers, two-point win against the Panthers, four-point win against the Raiders, three-point win against the Bucks, five-point win against the Broncos. So they allow teams to hang into the games. Even though they are explosive, they can pull away. I think the Bills, for as explosive as they are, I mean, they belong in the top-tier conversation of the AFC. Think about it. This team could actually should have won six games straight. I mean, they, they lost on the Kyler Murray – Hail Mary pass, right. right, to DeAndre Hopkins that they should have batted that down. But Josh Allen made a great drive before. They actually lead the NFL in third down conversion rate, which allows them to sustain drives. They control the clock. They rest their defense. Josh Allen is playing at a high level. Guys, they're right there. They're right there. I think it's time we start putting some respect on the Bills' name. I know people want to say, well, they're the – we always expect them to be the old Bills. I know we say that about the Browns too, but the, this is a different Bills team. They belong in that top-tier conversation. It, it, you just need to see them do it before you believe it. No, it, it goes back to, for me, what, what I'm looking at is they, they're playing smooth. There's no clunkiness to it, right? The one thing that I would say, it, 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 they won the game, which they win the game, and I'll go back. If Cam Newton puts the ball in the left hand, mm-hmm. they probably lose that game. Much like we talked about with the Cleveland Browns the other day. Cleveland took but, care of business against Tennessee, which we were waiting for that signature kind of moment for Cleveland. When will the Bill signature moment come? This come Monday or yeah. Sunday night yep. against Pittsburgh. Because mm-hmm. prior to that, yeah, they, they're winning and they're beating teams the way they're supposed to beat them. But is there an impressive – I'll use the college – uh, uh, Final Four, the college football playoff committee. Where's the impressive win at, like with the team? Is it the Kansas Cities have they beaten? Have they beat the Pittsburghs of the world? Have they have they shellacked the Green Bays or the New Orleans? Like where is that W at? Last thing, real quick. What do you think about the Pats' chances to maybe win out, get to 10 wins, and get to the wild card? Because that's the real wild card, quote-unquote, discussion to be had. Well, it starts this Thursday night in L.A., uh, if they drop this one to the Rams, then you can forget it. But if they go out there and they – well, they're there already, I'm sure. If, right. if, if, they, if they take care of business and they beat the Rams, now all of a sudden people start to look at it differently. Now, I'm not counting them out ever until they're mathematically eliminated because, again, they've done well against teams that they've done – that Bill has beaten up on before, like the Rams, for instance. They're, and so let's see what happens in L.A. on Thursday night. I don't think they're going to get it, but I'm also curious to see which Jarrett Goff shows up in that game, Key. Like we always talk about him being the difference maker, and now you say he's one of the top-tier quarterbacks there is in the league. Like I just want to see it be consistent. Well, if he doesn't play well, Z, then the Pats will win. We have a lot of litmus test primetime games. Litmus test for Goff on Thursday night. Litmus test for Allen and Roethlisberger Sunday night. Litmus test for Lamar and Baker Mayfield mm. on Monday night. Think mm. about all those games. Let's go. Let's go indeed. Let's go to break. On the way. Yeah, we know the deal. Trubisky folds. It's been terrible this year. I know. We discuss it every morning. The real question, what happens next season at the quarterback position? Our expert in Chicago with the answer next after Jay has this from Straight Talk. It's time for some Straight Talk. Look, we all drop our phones. It happens. You fumble it, crack it, splash it. 
Well, Straight Talk Wireless now offers this new Platinum Unlimited plan that includes phone protection. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and data. Only 65 bucks a month. Plus 20 gigs of hotspot and 100 gigs of cloud storage and more, all on the best networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. See mobile, mobile protect terms and conditions at assurion.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. As I'm sure most Chicago Bears fans know, the one team Mitch Trubisky had dominated in his young career had been the Detroit Lions. And lo and behold, no Matt Patricia. And they go from blowing all those leads under Patricia to rallying under Daryl Bevel in his first game as interim coach. The words for Chicago, I don't know. Superlatives are one thing. What's the polar opposite? That's probably the best way to describe the Bears. For more, let's go to Chicago. Check in with David Kaplan. Cap, my guy! Host of Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN Chicago. Jay's guy from his time there with the Bulls. He joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Brought to you by Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. And of course, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Cap, there has been so much talk, I'm sure, on your show and elsewhere about what has happened this year with the quarterback situation, the back and forth between Trubisky and Foles, I just want to cut to the chase. What's going to happen a year from now at this position? Well, I can't believe that Nick Foles won't be in Chicago as a backup. You restructured the deal to get him $8 million a year per year for three years. Uh, I mean, he's the ultimate backup. He's just not very good as a starter. And then when you add in a really bad offensive line, bad play calling, inability to run the football, unwillingness when the run's working to stick with the run. I mean, all of it. I think Nick Foles will be here as a backup. I just think they're going to have to clean out the GM, the head coach, and then make a decision on what they're going to do, who's their starting quarterback next year. For me, I don't believe they're going to be that good next year. So I'd rather see them start to finally address the offensive line with their top pick. Well, you sort of answered the question for me uh, by saying that they need to clean out the general manager and the head coach, so I'm going to move on from that. And let's assume that the 
the head coach is no longer. Is Chuck Magano the guy on the sidelines waiting in the wings considering the defense? No. No? No chance. Um, They have to get a fresh start. See, you you played in the league. When you do a coaching search, you go, we have to hire an offensive coach. No, you actually don't. Hire the right head coach. And they, the way they do things up here is so backwards that when they hired Matt Nagy, got to be an offensive coach. Well, last I looked, John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the league. He was a special teams coach. The one time we won a Super Bowl, Mike Ditka came here for being a special teams coach. The best coach in the history of the world is Bill Belichick. Last I checked, he was a defensive coordinator. Bring the right guy here who can run Whatever it is you want to run, put the right people around him and draft and develop players. But the last time we really, really rebuilt and won, Jim Finks was the guy they stole from Minnesota, and he drafted Ted Albrecht and Dennis Lick and Jim Colvert and Dan Hampton. He said, I'm building the lines before I get the quarterback. And then six years later, they finally stumbled into Jim McMahon, and they won. They have not put enough into their O-line. They got no one to blame but themselves. Well, why not? Why not, Chuck Magano? You didn't elaborate on that. You said no. Uh, the defense has regressed, and I just think they look. This is a massive fan base. They are really, really ticked off, and I think they're going to need a fresh start. Somebody who isn't connected with the Bears. I'm sure Chuck's a wonderful guy but I just don't see any scenario where he would be the guy. I think they're going to launch a search, and I think they need to go get a president of football operations and then bring in a really good GM. Like, Lewis Riddick should be part of that management. Mm. Cap, it's Jay Will. What's up, brother? How are you? What's up, my guy? Doing good, man. Hey, where, where the heck is Ryan Pace? Is he missing in action? I haven't heard anything from Ryan Pace in a long time. So, for whatever reason, I could text when he was – Still with us. He just left. But I could text Theo Epstein in the middle of an eight-game losing streak. Hey, man, we need you on tomorrow. Team's really struggling. No problem. What time? Do the same thing with Rick Hahn with the White Sox. We just had our tourists on from the Bulls. We had Stan Bowman on from the Blackhawks. And for whatever reason, and I have a good relationship with Ryan Pace, for whatever reason, he will not talk unless it's on the team-sponsored coaches show with the voice of the team. He will not answer the hard question. I don't understand it, but that's the way he does it. Last thing for you, David Kaplan joining us from Chicago, the co-host of Cap and Hood. Dick Allen died yesterday. I think for many fans that are too young, they may not even know who that is. They may not recognize that name, but he was a rookie of the year. He was an MVP, played primarily his career with the Phillies and, of course, the White Sox cap team, the latter that you know really well. Um, how should he be remembered, especially in his days on the South Side? Well, he was the White Sox weren't very good back in 1972. Dick Allen was this wild child. Like, think of Dennis Rodman, how wild he was. Well, Dick Allen was you know, right there. He would show up. I remember the late Ron Sano, who I worked with, telling me that guy swung a 40-ounce bat. He'd be out all hours of the night. He'd show up for a 105 first pitch at Old Comiskey Park at 10 to 1. Just pull his (laughs) uniform on, take a drag on a cigarette, something out of a paper bag, a little drink, and let's go play. And he said, one game, we have a doubleheader 
he gets there late. Chuck Tanner, the manager, says, you're not playing the first game. So Dick's sitting in the dugout eating a hot dog. He's got mustard all <laughs> over the front of his uniform. Bases are loaded, ninth inning, hasn't stretched, nothing. Hey, can you hit? Sure. First pitch, grand slam. See you later. <laughs> what a story. I, hey, look, Cap, that's a walk-off story. I, there's no other way I can ask you to elaborate on that. It's great to get your inside, your perspective, all things Chicago. Thanks for that story, and thanks for the memories there of Dick Allen. I'm sure we'll talk soon. You guys have a great day. I love the show. Thanks. Thank you, All right, Cap. Thanks, brother. He is the authority in Chicago, man. He has been doing the Cubs pre and post man. for 25 years. He's kind of moved on from that, but he knows that city inside and out. I got to tell you, every time I was on that show, he asked me the hard questions. That's why I asked him, where's Ryan Pace? Because I know Cap doesn't shy away from that at all. I want to mention one thing about Dick Allen that a lot of people may not realize. And look, I'm 42, never saw the guy play. I was born in 1978. But I've heard about him and all the things that he's been able to do throughout the course of his career. Now, think about this from Dick Allen's perspective. As I mentioned, Rookie of the Year MVP. He's not in Cooperstown. There's a lot of people that believe he should be in Cooperstown. And this is where sometimes life takes a really tough turn. On Sunday, December 6th, just a couple of days ago, the Golden Age Veterans Committee was supposed to get together to discuss possibly who would be on the ballot for Cooperstown. And the reason these guys get together is because even if you're 50, 55 years old, you might have trouble remembering Dick Allen. That's an older voter, somebody that's 50 or 55. So they bring these veterans that have been, you know, in baseball for decades in their 60s or 70s. They bring them together and say, you really need to consider this guy. I know you never saw him play. This is the impact he had on the game. Well, guess what? Because of everything happening in 2020 with the pandemic, we didn't have that meeting of the Golden Age Veterans Committee on Sunday. Had they had that meeting, he almost certainly would have had his name on the ballot and he wouldn't have lived to see him get into Cooperstown, but he would have lived to see him possibly be considered by the one group that could put him in. So sometimes life puts you in difficult circumstances, but they'll be back with the Golden Age Committee in 2021 and maybe just maybe Dick Allen will be posthumously inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Hopefully that will happen. Seemed like an unbelievable and fun personality from what David Kaplan said. Let's go from A to Z. And from A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Here comes the audio, courtesy Uh. of Jay Will. Don't miss Uh. Fat Man, starring Mel Gibson. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. LeBron had a press conference yesterday. When LeBron speaks, the world listens. He had a lot of stuff to say, talking about his health, talking about his contract, talking about what lies ahead for the Lakers. But the thing that everyone really took away is something LeBron has reiterated a couple times before, and he doubled down again yesterday. Best thing about it is that uh, the year I'll be a free agent will be the same year my, my oldest son graduates high school. Um, so I'll have some options to see for me personally, what I want to do forward to be you know, around my family, being around my son more or continue to play this game that I love you know, with great health and, and um, you know, just you know, great spirit. So we'll see. Uh, LeBron is a dad. And if you're a dad driving around or on Zoom listening to us today, trust that your son, if you have one, knows who Bronny James is. That is for sure. Uh, Jay, does LeBron have enough gas in the tank to get there and make this father's son a reality? Yes. Yes. The, the reality is that if Bronny continues to progress, if he gets drafted, say hypothetically he gets drafted in the second round or late first round, you will have teams 
that will be vying to draft Bronny James due to the fact that his father could end his career in that city mm. that Bronny James plays. Mm. That is a reality, and it's a reality that I know LeBron, if he takes care of business, look, everybody thinks they're going to get one this year. They should at least get two with the talent they have on this team. Two more, you're saying? Two more championships. If he's able to get that, you will see LeBron James play with his son somewhere else or his son come to L.A. and be a Laker. Yeah, it's only three years from now. It's not like we're talking about six years from now. It's three years from now. So That would be 20 years now then in the NBA for LeBron. He would be 39. Point. Right, and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doubting LeBron's it's longevity. I'm just 20 years is a long time to play in the NBA. Yeah, but even if, even if LeBron was giving you 18-6-3, I mean, you stick around because what, like Jay Will is saying – you can go – I honestly think it would be the Lakers. It wouldn't be another team because I don't think LeBron wants to move beyond the Lakers in his career. The Lakers would probably either draft him, bring him in, whatever the case may be. But he, I think he'll be with his son at least one year. And we should mention 18-6-3 is like a career year for most guys in the NBA. That would be LeBron like sputtering at the end to 18-6-3. I mean, it just goes to You get 18-6-3, you can get about $50 million a year now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Those are good numbers. I'll take that right now. Speaking of $50 million a year, uh, James Harden turned that down, of course, as you know, from the Houston Rockets. So this is putting the new head coach, and this guy's worked his whole life to become a head coach, Steven Silas, in a little bit of a pickle. Uh, he did say Harden's absence. A little absence. bit. Yeah, right? I mean, hey. Congratulations, walking right into this. Uh, he did say Harden's absence from training camp was a quote-unquote setback and he would like him here, but he's obviously got to be pretty ginger here, gingerly talk with the words here. Let's just hear from Silas before the fellows weigh in on what Harden's absence from training camp means. As far as timetable, there is no timetable as far as I know. And it is a setback. You know, you want your best player to be here. There is a short window, as you've alluded to. As I said yesterday, we're working as if this is the 6th to the 23rd. So there is some time, but it is a setback. Yeah, I have to be honest and, and understand that this is a setback, not having one of the best players in the NBA here. Really? What, what, what have I always said, though? <laughs> I said, said, man, the dude don't want to be there. He's not going to come. I don't care what anybody says. It's just athletes, when they put their foot down, that's what it is. Now, you got to make a decision on what you want to do. Hey, guess make what? make a decision. When, when, when things went down with the Lakers before they made any decisions, who do you think was consulted? LeBron James by Jenny Buss, Rob Palenka, right? When things went down with the Nets, who do you think they consulted? They Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Joe Sy. I mean, the owners, they talk, Sean Marks. When things went down in Houston, Tim Fertitta, nobody consulted Russell Westbrook and James Harden. That's why James Harden was with Little Baby this weekend, giving him a hundred cash, hundred thousand dollars in cash, a two hundred thousand dollar Rashard meal watch. Okay, pictures of him out. He posted a picture of himself out at a party in Vegas, no mask, going against NBA no protocol, saying, "Yo, I'm out," no and didn't show up to training camp on Sunday. If that doesn't tell you what's on James Harden's mind, I don't know what else will. No mask at the party. My invitation to the little baby party must have got lost in the middle. No, you were at the bar. I know your line that you say to people at the bar. You know, little what baby, I'm you got to make this up for me next year. This little, is a travesty. Little <laughs> baby is a hip hop artist for people trying to figure out they're not calling James Harden a little baby. <laughs> it's a rapper. That's just want to clear that up, right? One more make piece. that clear. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. please mask up.
James Harden, please mask up. Last thing I would say, this is important to note. James Harden um, is under team control for the next two years. As Kia said, if I want out, I want out, and the team is going to move me. You don't want that sort of attitude at no, you camp don't. Every day. And, and but I just wanted to mention, he is technically under team control I, for a couple. Of I years. get it. Yes, I am under team control, but there's a, a, a asset that I have that's no good to me because right. he's in Vegas. Right. We're in Texas practicing and he's in Vegas. And by the way, Key, the Stop. more he does this, the more that the Rockets lose leverage yes. in getting value back for James Harden. And even if James Harden comes in, let's say he comes in next week, people, you know, players, it's just, it, it, it's not right. He's doing what he needs to do to get out of there. Yeah, he's a diminishing asset for the Rockets, not for anybody else. He's exactly. 31 years old and he wants Just out. move him. 76ers on line one. Get, get what you can Brooklyn and Nets move him. It didn't work two. out. You got a lot out of him. He doesn't want to be there. Why put the coach through this? Yes, Raphael Stone needs to pick up the phone, one of those lines. Just saying, ben, I mean, that's the first thing I said. Ben Simmons and James Harden. <sighs> Trade. Assets. Daryl Morey. Leaves Rye, leaves Houston to go to Philly, brings James with him to Philly if he's able to get it done. Wow. I mean, James flourished the most under Daryl Morey. Brooklyn's so right there, too. certainly makes sense. And we saw a big player-for-player player swap last week. Doesn't mean we can't see another one here coming pretty soon. Those are all superstars. This team is devoid of any. Greg. Hmm. Greg Williams. Love that. Little. Little baby, <laughs> not, not. We're not calling James. That's our guy, Marcus Spears. Pretty strong thoughts. Keyshawn J. Will Zuman brought to you by Sport Clips. Remember being at Sport Clips, waiting for that great MVP haircut experience. How about making that wait time even shorter? Now with on deck text alerts, get a 15 minute heads up when it's time to head in. Another text alert when you're next in line. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Uh, just a few minutes ago, we had David Kaplan, our expert on from Chicago from our great station there, ESPN 1000. And Key asked him, hey, how about going with Chuck Pagano, currently the Bears defensive coordinator, if and when they do fire Matt Nagy? And one of the things that David Kaplan simply said was, can't go to Pagano, great guy, good coach, can't go to him because Chicago needs a fresh start, they don't need a retread. And in some ways, Key, you're sort of saying the same for the Jets, if and when it's a fait accompli that they're going to fire Adam Gase, obviously at some point, the day after firing Greg Williams, we'll wait to see when that official day comes. But you also think there's a lot of experienced coaches out there, a lot of coaches that could reign in this organization that need so much help. But you're saying the retread option is the incorrect option. Well, it okay, so retreads to me are guys that failed, Failed and then you still hiring them. A third, Those, a third the, crack. Yeah, like a third crack at it, or a first crack that miserably failed. Like and Bill then you're still giving him, you're still giving him a uh, Pat Sherman. You're still giving him another opportunity. Right. Like Bill O'Brien. Uh, no, that's not no, no because Bill O'Brien was mildly successful with the uh, Penn State, mildly successful for, with Houston. He allowed the two-headed thing to get in his way. General okay. manager, head coach. So I wouldn't necessarily call him a retread. Like Retreads are like a, like a Dick Jerron. That's a, like, right. come on. Like Buffalo, Chicago. Like, no, no, no. A guy that stands out to me, and I said this before in, in months ago, uh, a, a guy that's standing on the sidelines that's not a retread because he was a one-stop a one guy would be a Bill Coward. Mm-hmm. He successful. He won big in Pittsburgh. He won a Super Bowl. He's been out of the game 15 years, I think. I think that's the number. It's a long time, man. It sounds like a long time, right? 
But I can point to guys like Dick Vermeil. You know, he last stop was the Philadelphia Eagles, and then he went to the Rams at one, then went to Kansas City and tried to turn that around. Or you look at John Gruden. He was out the game 10, 11 years. You know, there, so there are coaches that have done this, and I don't think Bill Cowher is so far removed from society and reality that he's a dinosaur. Hmm. We're not dealing with a coach that just – he can't figure it out. Hey, why is that guy have an earring in? What are all these <laughs> tattoos? He's not, you know, no, I'm saying he's not so far removed from that. He's still around. You know, he between his home in North Carolina and his residence in the New York State, he's still, he still, he sees it all. He's not oblivious to what's going on. And I think for the Jets, somebody like that would be a home run because you could sell that to the fan base. You could sell Super Bowl winning coach. Bill Parcells, you could sell those sort of things. I remember when we got Bill, we were – I got drafted. They were 2-14. and 14. They selected me as the number one guy. The next year, uh, that year we went 1-15. Bill comes from the New England Patriots with the first pick overall to play with. He could draft Peyton Manning. I was already on the team. Some people think that he passed Peyton Manning up to draft me. No, I was already there. So let's get that corrected. And then when you look at the opportunity to draft Peyton Manning, he decided he didn't want Peyton. He wanted to do some other things with the pick. We went from 2-14, and 1-15, 9-7 to an AFC championship game. Wow. So when you start to look at that, that pedigree with those skins on the wall means something. Yes, we can go for the young, hot, uh, Eric Bieniemy types. There's no question about it and do well with that. But I think, though, just – from what the organization probably needs, is somebody like that. If you are going to take Trevor Lawrence, do you want a coach that's been out of the game that long? I'm not saying that he can't do it, and he's more of a defensive-minded coach, or do you want somebody that comes in and offensively works hand-in-hand with your quarterback to change the dynamic of the system? One thing I could say, Jay, great coaches know who to hire. It's all about your assistants. They're the CEO, you're right. Right. It's, it, it, I don't need just because I'm a defensive minded coach doesn't mean that I can't get Jay Will to run my offense and put the offensive plays together and I can peek my head in here and there. The problem with a lot of coaches is they get hired and they try to do too much. They don't know how to delegate. delegate. You got to be able to hire the right people. If I'm if I'm Joe Douglas, the general manager, I'm going to help you put your staff together. I'm going to help you do that now. I'm not just going to let you come in and start hiring all your homeboys. No, we gonna, we're going to have some conversations about some of the real innovative guys and the bright minds in the sport to make sure that we build a competent staff that understands the culture that we're trying to create. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. For those not familiar with Cowher, the younger listeners, he's 63 years old, hasn't coached in the NFL since 2006. On the way, who will coach the Jets next? The guys weighed in. Our insider weighs in next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.